2: great form by you hitting play on this podcast now check out same racer the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips same racer download from the app store and google play powered by Bluebet.
0: gamble responsibly call 1-800-858-858 g'day mike hussey here but you can call me mr supercoach kfc supercoach bbl is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs so what are you waiting for play today at supercoach.com.au
3: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash
4: 01005.
3: Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It was Thursday, the 2nd of September. We have Michael Venus on today talking about the US Open doubles challenges and, and his travails around the globe, the success of his last couple of years and the fact that his family's going to join him, which he's super excited about. So it was great to catch up with Michael Venus. Mary Fisher talking all things Paralympics and of course Sophie Pascoe the star that she is continues to tick off memorable moments for all of us sporting fans around around New Zealand and then we had Craig McMillan talking us through a little bit of a tough and sticky situation the young black caps side find themselves over in Bangladesh but it wasn't all doom and gloom there was some great learning opportunities in there from the former black cap and batting coach and now Spark Sports League commentator Craig McMillan. Izzy, good morning, wasn't it? Good morning.
2: Oh, it was a great morning. All I could hear was spark this, spark that. But anyway, I thought it was the 3rd of August, and well, it's been a long morning. All I could hear was spark. So let's move on. It's been a great day. Baz and his for breakfast. We've got our good friend, Mary Fisher, on the line. Mary, is uh, she's a friend of the show. She's been on before. She spoke to us about all things Paralympics. She's gave us some names that I think have just done us proud over the last couple of weeks. It'll be interesting to hear her little thoughts on last night and get her little insights to what Sophie Pascoe is going through. I've seen the emotion, I've heard the emotion, I've heard what it really means to her these last couple of weeks, so it'll be awesome to hear her little insights. Good morning, Mary Fisher. How are you? Morning. I'm all good, thanks. How are
4: you guys doing?
2: We're doing good, great, thank, thank, you. thank you. We're doing great. Have you, You've been enjoying these Paralympics? They've been pretty awesome to watch. I feel like we've unearthed some some Paralympians that have uh, done us are extremely proud over the last couple of days.
4: Yeah, totally. I have, I have been watching a lot, um, and it's been great that uh, we've been able to here in, here in New Zealand because um, there has been good coverage. There's, al- there's also been a, a couple of spots where we've had... Um, the coverage has been missed, and I'm really glad that people have, have stridently kind of complained about that because it, it shows people really care. Um, and it isn't fair on the athletes that, that have had that happen to them. Um, The, the coverage mm. has been overall good, and it's been wonderful to see the last decade of it, you know, improving.
2: Yeah, I, I feel that as well. I feel like this year, uh, most importantly, I feel like the, the Paralympics has been spoken about. We've been hearing names, like I hear names, William Steadman, Daniel Atchison, Tupo mm. Noifi, Lisa Adams. You know, those are the names that we didn't hear hear much about, but and, and not just him obviously we 've had other athletes that have been extremely well just missing out on medals, Michael Johnson in the shooting um, you know mm. like there 's been some great um, coverage of it. Are you been pretty proud to see what they 've been able to achieve over in, in Tokyo
4: absolutely, they have had some incredible results, and i 'd say mm. um, yeah Daniel Aitchson, in terms of it um, it being her first games and picking up, you know, two medals, a silver and a bronze and, and the 200-metre and 100-metre sprints um, running. Mm. That has been really cool to see. Um, She had, you know, meddled at um, World Champs in 2019, so it wasn't, like, completely unexpected. But I think coming into this, uh, it was also Lisa Adams' first game, since she won a gold in the shot put. Yeah. But, um, but I think maybe Danielle was the person that had kind of, like, slid under the radar. And then, of course, the, like the four swimmers who I've all been on teams with before, um, and they've all attended the Paralympic Games. Yeah, seeing tupo win the 100 backstroke was incredible. I was just so happy for her. And, and you know, to hear about other the others' build-up, I think they've all swam really, really well and to the best of their abilities at this time, which, you know, you can't... You can't just look at someone and say, "Oh, you've had a great build up um you know mm. you yeah, you just don't know what's going on for people in in their lives leading up to a games, and you just have to trust that they've done all that's been in their power to get there in the best um in the best form possible and and I'm really proud of all the Kiwi athletes who who've competed so far and they've got a couple of days to go still, so yeah, it'll be exciting.
3: Awesome. Mary I want to get on to the swimming quick uh shortly but just touch on something you just mm-hmm. mentioned before about some of the events which have been missed um is there any in particular which you, you sort of really stand out for you and think oh, it would have been great for for all of New Zealand to being able to really seen that moment for that athlete
4: oh yeah so the main the main thing that in terms of the coverage you mean right
3: yeah that is yeah sorry
4: yeah, yeah. So um, Ben Tuia Siva, he was throwing uh, shot put at the beginning of the games, or in terms of the athletics program. And New Zealand had this live feed coming from the athletics stadium, and and then obviously it's like quite different from my experience with swimming, where you've got one race happening only in an mm. athletics stadium. you have got several things happening sometimes, like throwing and mm. running, and um, and then of course they might pan to like the spectators, which is actually you know just teammates and stuff at the moment because there's no spectators but um but what happened was that Ben's, Ben's shot put and that was completely missed by the international feed that came through to, to Aotearoa um and you know, fair enough like a lot of friends and family and people who you know might have been there in person if they could have completely missed on on seeing him and there is a live results website so they could keep refreshing that and stuff but uh, if this had been thought about earlier, then maybe there could be a mitigation strategy in place, which did happen the following day when when New Zealand thought, oh, maybe this will happen when Lisa Adams, who's ranked mm-hmm. first in the world and has the world record, and Katie Doerr, who are both, you know, throwing um, shot put in the in the women's F37. um, So they were throwing the following day and New Zealand did have a live feed of just shot put. And they, they were good in terms of, realistic about it at the time and said this doesn't have live commentary which is great for people like me who are blind um to know because of course Mm. the live feed was good for some people in terms of watching that had a bit of less drama and for me was completely inaccessible um Mm. there was that thought put in after ben was completely missed um and there hasn't been there hasn't also been coverage of the of the shooting, which Mike, Michael Johnson, it's his fifth games, he's an awesome human. Um he he's had two events so far which he which he hasn't meddled in and, and he does have a third event coming up. Um but yeah, those those are the main things that Kiwi's haven't been able to see the full extent of or who's have been missed in terms of that live video coverage.
3: Yeah. I wonder if I wonder if there is an opportunity for those athletes to be able to still communicate back with maybe the, the TV networks and they might have that footage. It might not have been shown at the time. So it'd be interesting to see if we yes. get a hold of that for for some of those athletes because I completely agree. See, yeah. they've, they've worked so hard for their opportunity. It would be great to have them mm. celebrated.
4: Yeah. It does feel like one of those things where Olympic and Paralympic athletes have been treated differently. It, it is improving. And the other thing to mention is that um following um, following Ben's performance like the, the next day at 9am and each day at 9am um, there has been some highlights in, in a reel being shown and that being talked to um, and Attitude has done a great job of of kind of compiling those things. But it would be cool for people to be able to watch live with good commentary or audio description and actually this is like a perfect place for accessibility to be thought about in terms of those elements um of how how the coverage is, is being shown to New Zealanders. Like are images being um, being described so that blind and low vision people and some neurodiverse people um, really mm. find it useful for images to have descriptions on them. Um and, and yeah, just several things which I think, you know, we can we can improve on in the future. Mm. Um but it but it is cool seeing the amount of of interest and support from, from Aotearoa going over to
2: those in Tokyo. I totally agree. I, I heard something the other day, um William Steadman, I think on his final jump, they actually missed it. And um sort of Yes, it I was watching jump, that too. Yeah. Mm.
4: Yeah, so he so was, you it, know, ranked fifth uh, or of... sixth at that stage. Yeah, and then yeah. and then his final jump brought him up to silver, which was ever oh. awesome, and it would have been so cool <laughs> to listen to the commentators, whatever they were, however they yeah. described it. Like, so many people yeah. would have would have loved to hear that moment live. Um, and so yeah, there will there will be video coverage from everyone's event that yeah. is being shown at a later time. Um, yeah.
2: Now, that's great feedback. I'll make sure I pass that on to Spark Sport when they... Um, when they <laughs> no, up. I'm just joking. Sky Sport. I'll make sure I pass <laughs> it on to Duke at Sky Sport because, like you said, we need to make it ha- happen. Things are becoming more normal and we need to normalise it and uh, everyone needs to be treated equally. So uh, great work there. Can we talk about um, Sophie Pascoe? Sophie Pascoe, last yeah. night, won her 11th gold medal. Um, I know mm-hmm. when she won her 10th, the emotion that was... That she spoke about um, these games were a different um, kind of build-up. You know, a, a year ago, if she went mm. and went to these Paralympics, she probably may, might not have been ready. Um, yeah, how have yeah. you found Sophie in the pool and, and you know, have, have you enjoyed her successes? You could just see how much this means to her.
4: Yeah, I'm so glad that sh- she is over there in racing. Um, and you know, from from what I've heard and read and stuff. It, it sounds like the yeah the build up to these games has, has just been incredibly hard of her so just to make it in terms of being named mm. on the new zealand team and then to be on that plane and and race against the best in the world is a is a massive achievement no matter your no matter your like past results which for her are incredible mm. and sophie's one of the most determined people that i i know in the world um yeah she's an mm. amazing individual and um and she, she I mean, everyone's got different goals going into into games and you can't always set personal best times. So heading into a game, you're attending for yourself and your whanau and your country and you, of course, want to meet her if that's possible. Um, and, and I think she's really just giving it all that she has at the moment, which mm. you can't ask any more of with peoples in that and it's it's a completely different atmosphere for all athletes because of the covid protocols and restrictions um but it's also really different for sophie who's had um roly crichton as her coach since she was eight years old mm-hmm. and now um you know she's 28 or uh, yeah her and i are like a week apart in birthdays um and <laughs> and it's like, not that many athletes have that incredible relationship with with someone that has been there right from the beginning, um, and you know, roller can't be there because because of illness and stuff is is on a, is probably you know like a factor, but it's also something that. Um, so she's such a you know, well versed athlete in terms of how her body and mind works during a competition, and even though it's been a rough build up, she's doing it amazingly, especially without mm. her regular coach there who has been at, you know, nearly every other competition.
3: Mary, we're gonna have to let you go, but we really appreciate you again coming on our show. Mm. We're, we're gonna we'd love to get you on all the time if that's possible. It's great to talk <laughs> to you and you got fascinating insights and, and obviously so close to a lot of our Paralympians and, and you're so proud of what they're achieving as well. So thanks heaps for joining us again on on thanks, Mary. for
2: Breakfast. All best.
4: Cheers, catch you guys later. Three more days of
3: racing, Mary. so yeah, enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> see ya, wonderful. That is our Paralympic, oh, dual gold medalist, dual silver medalist, and broad medalist swimmer, Mary Fisher. And she talked about Sophie Pascoe there. Well, we've got a little clip on Sophie Pascoe from last night.
1: <sighs> the mentality was just to just to fight, just dig deep. I could see her coming and. I just wanted it so bad, I know that she did too and it was just, it came down to experience and that's what got me this gold medal, um, you know, you can, I can say that that wasn't my best performance, we all know that, my best performance was done in 2019 and we knew that this event, this Games wasn't going to give me my best performances because it was about coming here, Off the year that's been, uh, it was about making a podium. Uh, but to come away with the four-peat is just, I'm, I'm, I'm proud, I'm proud of myself, it's, I, I really dug deep in that and I think everyone witnessed that and I'm so lucky to have Matt and Megan just on the side of the pool and you know, getting me to medical attention and then obviously having IPC move the medal ceremony delayed for myself. I mean, that just goes to show the respect that they have for the athletes on how much that we do give.
3: Sophie Pascoe talking us through her achievements last night and her ability to win another gold medal, her 11th gold medal. Fascinating insight that 2019 her mind was her best performance and she was going there to try and podium. Mm. Well, she kicked the ultimate goal again. She is a wonderful... New Zealand sports person and doing some amazing things for us, flying the flag all around New Zealand. We'll talk more about that, not just her, but all our other athletes a little bit later on in the show.
2: 17 minutes away from 8 and plenty of texts coming in on Sophie Pascoe. Give us a call on the Kennards Higher phone line though. 0800 We would love to hear from you. The US Open tennis tournament is underway and the doubles campaign, well that'll be an interesting one to follow, won't it Izzy? It will, it will. We don't want to keep him uh, away from his training schedule, so we'll get right into it. I want to welcome in Bronze Olympic Olympic medalist and all-round champion Kiwi tennis star Michael Venus, who is currently preparing for his first round of the US Open doubles match. So we appreciate you giving us your time, mate. How are you, Michael? How's the preparations been, brother? Yeah, doing good, boys. How are you guys
5: going?
2: Yeah, no, no we're Excellent. bloody good, mate. We're bloody good. We had a we had a great chat to uh, Michael Clary yesterday out of the US Open. Uh, mate, how's your preparations been for this? I know you've got your family over there. Must be great having them, them there as well, mate.
5: Yeah, no, the preparations are going well. Uh, yeah, i been here for just over a week now, so uh, ready to go. Uh, we're going to we start tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, the family's not quite here yet. We're still waiting on... Uh, the passport
2: for one of my daughters to turn up, and once that does, um, then hopefully they'll be on a plane pretty quickly, and we'll be rolling out. Hey mate, actually, we were, well, I was reading the article yesterday about your MIQ situation, and my fellow co-host is going through the same situation. As it's <laughs> <There's laughs> just so much un- so much uncertainty at the moment within the world of travel. Is this just the new new way of uh, the new age athlete? They just got to deal with it, and we're just got to keep moving on, like this is just the new way of, of travel at the moment?
5: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, uh, you know, there's nothing else can can really do. It's either I, I leave New Zealand and go play tournaments, um, mm. and it's not possible to really keep coming back and do the two weeks in quarantine and then spend some time with the family and then go again. And we don't have enough break between mm. all our tournaments. So, yeah, you, you either go and play or I guess you stop playing and, and you find something else to do. And... Uh you know, I've still got some, some things I'd like to try and achieve and, and do while playing. So uh, it's just kind of, I guess, one of the sacrifices I have to make right now.
2: Nice.
3: Michael, congratulations on everything. All your successes over the last little while. It's been fascinating to be able to follow you, mate. Mate, I love my tennis. Love playing tennis. Problem is I'm about four foot nothing, so I've got to hit the ball up to get it over the net. How much of a disadvantage is it being a short fella trying to play this great game? <laughs>
5: Yeah, I think you've seen over the years it's uh the bigger the guys are starting to get bigger and bigger also. Uh and it just just the advantage with, with the serve and that. But in saying that there is some, some smaller guys out there. I think Diego Schwartzman, who's been top in the world the last yeah, couple of years, he's he's about five five foot five or so, five six, he's he's on the smaller side and so it is possible but uh yeah, you you've gotta try and find some ways around it.
3: All right, all right. I'll work on that. That's good. So I'm, I've, I, feel like I've got some hope <laughs> there, So that's good. Wonderful. I'll, um, hey mate, just with the the US Open then, it's obviously starts tomorrow, and your partner, the German Tim Putz. Have you guys played much tennis together, and, and are you in a good place heading into this tournament? Yeah, we have. So Tim and I, we started playing uh, just after
5: French right? uh, Open. So we had we had a few tournaments on the grass, and then Wimbledon, and then. Um, we won a tournament right after that before both of us went to Tokyo and, and played with, uh, obviously, different partners there. Uh, and then we linked back up the last few weeks over here. So, no, it's it's kind of a relatively new partnership in, in terms of, uh, you know, doubles pairing. But, uh, you know, we've known each other a long time. We both went to college together in the States at the same time and played against each other there. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, we're feeling good and, and ready, to, ready to go.
2: Mate, how do you find that partner like what what's the detail that you go in when you're looking for that that, that doubles partner like what do you take the course uh i mean the the court in, into into situations or why are you picking that that partner or, or what goes into it
5: yeah it's it's a titular you kind of seem to um you know bounce around a little bit tennis i guess is a bit mm. of a more individual sport and then you as doubles you're trying to come together as a team so uh, it does provide some challenges but uh you're just trying to I think the first thing is having someone that you work well with uh you're on the same page of how you're trying to go about things and and, and how you want to work together as a team and if you have that communication and, and you're on the same page then you can kind of figure out your game styles and, and what works best for the two of you and, and how to play the way you guys want to play so I think that having that communication and, and being open at the beginning I think that's kind of the key uh, ingredient.
2: I Mate, mean, I feel like in the last year or last two years, you've you've had so much success. We're, we're hearing your name more, we're hearing you in the winner's circle. Like, what can you put that down to uh, within your game?
5: Oh, uh, you know, you guys know what it's like. It's, I don't think it's one thing. Uh, I think it's just trying to do the little things and, and just trying to find ways to keep improving and if you can do that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, then hopefully the results will kind of take care of themselves and and you'll just become, I guess, the best player or athlete
2: that you can be. So uh, you know, I'm just just trying to focus on those little things each day, and, and hopefully, it pays off when I'm out on the court. Like a good fine wine, mate, getting better with age. Uh, just before we let you go, <laughs> want to take, go back to that to that um, bronze bronze medal at the Olympics, mate. I was watching that that, that game, and the unbelievable, like, just seeing the emotion coming through post that game, and the belief that you guys had throughout that match, does it still feel surreal that you guys were able to achieve that at the Olympics?
5: Yeah, it still does. Um, you know, if you'd, if you'd told me before going in that we would have won that, I, you know, you dream about it and you hope that it will happen, but to actually be standing on, on the podium afterwards and, and have the medal, it was definitely something really special. And, um, you know, I, I do have to look back at some of the kind of pictures and that and kind of pinch myself and, and realise that, yeah, it did happen.
2: So, uh, it would be great
3: to, to finally see all the family and be able to celebrate with them and, and, and that. Mate, well, Michael, thank you heaps for joining us here, mate, on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. We, we wish you all the very best in this tournament, and even more so, we wish you all the best catching up with the family. It must be great to have them when they finally do get over, and we appreciate as a Kiwi doing the thing around the world what you're achieving, and, and thanks for flying our flag all around the globe, mate. So all the best. Thanks Michael.
5: Awesome, thanks
3: for having me guys, take care. Good awesome. man, was Michael Venus who of course heads into tomorrow's uh, US Open doubles match with his partner Tim Putz. so look forward to following him over the next little while and we wish him all the success as well, he's doing some wonderful things in the tennis world and and he's, he's sacrificing so much to New Zealand is the most beautiful mm. country in the world and he's spending so much time away from it to chase his dreams, so we wish him all the best and he has our support here from Baz and Izzy on, for breakfast on SCNZ and I wonder what he's paying at the TAB. That's something we can have a look
2: up in this <laughs> little break. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is just after 8 o'clock in the morning. Our last hour together for this Thursday, the 3rd of August. It's been a wonderful, wonderful day so far. Oh, 2nd. 2nd of September, I should say. 3rd of August. What am I doing? I've gone back a month. 2nd of September. (laughs) (laughs) It is the 2nd of September. Get it right, Daggy, mate. We've had an absolutely amazing hour. We got to chat to Mary Fisher. Fascinating insights on our current Paralympians, their successes, 10 medals so far. Sophie Pascoe last night receiving her 11th gold medal. And we asked you the question, our our listeners, where does Sophie Pascoe stand in the current age athletes? We want to hear from you. So keep texting in double double We've had some great texts so far. We also spoke to Mark Venus out of the US Open as he starts preparing for his first round match tomorrow. And then we had a bit of country clues. And we spoke to Bears about what's going to happen at home when he leaves on Monday. He's got... Great faith in his family, and I'm sure they're going to do a great job. Being just coming up, mate. Coming up in a couple of minutes, we've got Craig McMillan, our good friend Macca. I'm pretty sure he'll be chomping at the bit, and if he's anything like me, get this, Baz. I booked a tea time for today. I'm playing golf. I'm playing golf at 2.24 this afternoon. I'm going to head out onto the golf course, have a wee hit, so I want to be interesting to see if Macca's booked him a tea time. And knowing him... The he is he would have played already yesterday once we got out of level two. Uh level four, I should say. And then we've got Paul Moari, mate. Can't wait to chat to Paul Muati. He is probably my favourite part. The energy he brings to the show, the insights, the little bonus bet backs we get from bonus back bets that we get from Paul Moari He gives us and hopefully he's given us something tomorrow night for 657 when we go to the harness and we watch that horse. All above base, so looking forward to that, mate. So we've got a great last hour. Stay with us, stay tuned, and keep firing those texts in. We'd love to hear from you. i got a text message here, actually, Bez. This is from my mate. After talking to Michael Venus and you calling me Tover O'Brien, <laughs> 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 I've got a good text there. Tennis is the one sport... That dag is absolutely hopeless that. Big serve and nothing else. Never once beat me. Six love, six love, six love. That is from Henry, my good friend, who's locked down in Auckland. Um He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I've got a like I said to you, mate, I've got a big serve. You won't see it if it goes in. And um that's about it. And never gonna get another one from Brian. Well done, Israel. I'm on my own your own lawns. I get the neighbour's son to my mind. Cheers, Brian. Well can't come at me, Brian, when you're getting your neighbours to mow your lawns. Come on, mate. Anyway, hey, before man. we get to Maca
3: is before we get to Macca though, just on mm-hmm. that talking about having a big surf and nothing else. Well put it this way, boys, fizzy Izzy would be a Kieran, wouldn't be a Kieran Reed stayer. So, there you go, you can do your own math on that one. <laughs> and on the back of your August the third, not September the second date. Morning guys. SENZ has been going for Six to seven weeks now, and what a pleasure it is to listen to a sports chit-chat station again. Baz and Izzy, you two should make the sequel to Dumb and Dumber. Keep up the fun, (laughs) great show, Kerry. I guess that is a compliment. Thanks, Kerry. Anyway, let's move on to someone who's going to talk a little bit of sense. Well, let's hope he's going to talk a bit of sense. He normally does. It's time for a McCafe coffee catch-up, and it's with our good friend Craig McMillan, of course, former Black Cap. He is Spark Sports lead commentator as well. He used to be the batting coach for. <sighs> that is your fourth Cats plug today, Bears. <laughs> he joins us <laughs> on Disgusting. the phone now. Good morning, Macca.
0: Morning, Bears. Morning, nazi Morning, Lance. How are we going?
3: Uh, good, You're mate. Better for talking to you as well, Mac. Do you stay up all night? And wow, well, you didn't have to stay up that long to watch the boys last night. Have you watched the game.
0: Yeah, it did, It wasn't quite Christ's latest shift as what it should have been, unfortunately. I was (laughs) really excited to turn on Spark Sport last night. There's a busy summer of cricket coming up with a couple of tours, but it was a bit sobering, wasn't it, watching that performance? Um, Lost equal total for New Zealand in T20s and um, outplayed right from the start. So there's a fair bit of work for the boys to do. And I think if anyone was in doubt how hard it is to tour Bangladesh and what a Tough side mm. they are in their home conditions, and we've both toured there, so we know. Then um, mm. yes, that certainly showed how tough it is going to be for the lads.
3: Yeah, well, I was, I was trying to explain before that that uncomfortable feeling when you walk out to bat there in Merpa and murper and you you prod forward to the left arm chicken dinner, and you get your front pad blown off by one which skids, or <laughs> conversely, <laughs> next delivery you prop forward again trying to cover the one that slides on, and it rips past your nose and bounces over your right shoulder. It's a difficult place, isn't it, Macron? And, and as, a, as a former batting coach, I mean, what, what would your messages be to those, some of the young guys who are, who are going there for the first time?
0: Well, I think one of the things you look at, Baz, is that New Zealand would have been able to look at their Aussie series and Bangladesh, they beat the Aussies 4-1, which we love, don't we? That was great because we love seeing mm. Australians beat wherever they go. But it would have Ooh, showed right. them exactly the conditions that they were going to be up against. And I think one of the things that, the message is I would give is lose the ego because T20 cricket, especially from a batting point of view, is generally about ego. You go out, you're looking for boundaries, you're looking to take on the bowlers. But in Bangladesh, you've got to score tough runs and that means your ability to rotate the strike, pick up singles, um, and put pressure on their spinners by doing that. So, um, yeah, it was a tough night. There's a few question marks, a few points that sort of brought up throughout the performance. I think... Tom Latham was captain, and obviously, this is not New Zealand's normal T20 side. I think we should acknowledge that. Mm. But it's a great mm. opportunity for a, a number of youngsters to um, get a taste of international cricket against a very good side in their home conditions. But I think there's a few things we have to look at before we head into that second game, and namely is the batting order. We saw last night that yeah. Henry Nichols and Tom Latham are our two best players of spin. So to me, I push them to the top of the order. Um, you know, Nichols could bat three. You could put Tom Latham to open, which he's done a lot of in one-day cricket previously. Because the first 10 overs bowled by Bangladesh, nine were by spin. So you want your best play, players facing that spin. So I think there's a couple of changes that New Zealand could make.
2: Hey, Matt. I was watching uh, a couple of the highlights, and I was watching the dismissals by a couple of these batsmen. So, like, was it a case of just poor so- shot selection? Like, it looked like they were like half in it. They would have they popped a few up and just some simple catches in the end.
0: Yeah, it was one of those things that you can train all you want, but until you get into game time, it's really difficult with mm. trying to actually adapt and get used to those conditions. And a couple of the shots early on where the players were just too early through the shot, I think Drachen, Ravinja, tough start for the youngster on debut out for a golden duck. So that was a tough start where he just pushed out a little bit early. And that can happen because. When you're a bit nervous, obviously you want to hit the ball, so your hands go out in front. But um, And there's a couple of other dismissals where, And they're sneaky, these um Bangladeshi bowlers, because what they do is they'll throw one up a bit slower and it will grip and turn, so then you think you have to play everything, and then they do you with the arm ball that skids on at 15, 20k a little bit quicker. So you'll I, I hate using the word learnings, boys, because it's been overused in sport for quite a while but I would hope Mm. that there was a lot of learnings from that first performance and they'll be able to get it right because I think the one thing that you've also realised from a batting point of view is you don't need to score 140, 150 to win games in Bangladesh. Mm. Um, The highest score in the Aussie series was 131 and and the range was between 104 and 131. So if you get in that target area, that's going to win your matches over there. You've just got to find a method and a game plan that's going to get you that score.
3: See, is this? See how good, like the research that Mac has put in. Obviously, as a lead Sparksport commentator, he doesn't just turn up and <laughs> just fly by the seat of his pants. He comes prepared, comes ready. He's got his information, oh, his preparation done. And that's why we love, love Macca. This. Craig McMillan joining us on the McCafe coffee catch up Spark. this morning on Izzy for breakfast. <laughs> Mac. The other thing about that tour for the um, Black Caps boys is it's not just the it's not just the players who are fresh to that environment either or the, that tour, it's also the coaching staff and they'll be learning a few things about themselves in the next little while too.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a new coaching staff with Glenn Pocknell, uh, the Wellington Firebirds coach. Um, he's the head coach over there, so great opportunity, great experience for him. You've got uh, Graham Aldridge, who's the bowling coach, uh, who's gone over and Tillon Samanawera, who's great uh, Sri Lankan batsman bats, who so you would have played oh. a number of games against over the years as the batting coach. He used to bat in Rubbers,
3: Macca. He used to bat in spots, Which is really weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Sorry that's to re-
0: really unusual. But he, he he could score some runs in those conditions, so they'll be getting plenty of knowledge from, from him, and I, and I hope they're putting, um, or making the most of it, and they'll put it to good use throughout the series. So, yep, some new coaching staff, which is good, and I guess, it, boys, it's just one of the challenges that we've got in this COVID era, isn't it, where um, the quarantine makes it uh, two as longer, so you have to try and manage the players' workload, which is not easy, because I think boys in an ideal world, after we see, saw the conditions last night, and we knew what we were going to be up against, you probably want to play more than three spinners, but unfortunately for New Zealand, I've got seven fast bowlers in their squad and only three spinners, so um, mm. that's probably another question mark I had when I was looking at the squad, and and the side moving forward is that in those conditions it would have been pretty useful if we had a fourth spinner.
2: I totally agree there. Man, I used to love bowling a bit of spin in the net. So maybe a little Dougie Bracewell might go bowl a couple of offies throughout the week and he could be another little off spin option, mate. Um before we before we uh, got, on this, uh, got on this conversation with you, I spoke to Bears about the conditions and I spoke about you know they would have prepared for that and they would've known what was coming. So What's what's the excuse for for, for those, yeah, you know, for that kind of scoring in those conditions? Because I feel like when we've gone to South Africa and we've played over the world, we we know what's coming, we know the expectations, so there's got to be a bit of, um, you know, a, a bit of things on yourself. You know, you got to take it on, on your on the chin for these current players. If you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, for sure. Is he? Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, mate. Mm. I mean, they. A few guys have toured there. This is a very young and inexperienced New Zealand T20 side because there's actually none of the side that's going to the T20 World Cup over there at the moment. So that's a bit of a shame because I would have liked to have seen perhaps a couple of the experienced guys go over and and just help and nurture and some of these youngsters. But because of the way the schedule is, um, that hasn't been able to um, be put in place, unfortunately. You've got to pick what tours you can have your key players. So... You're right, I, mean, I know they trained a lot out at Lincoln and they had spinning low conditions over there, but you know what international sport's like. It just grabs you between the mm. eyes sometimes. And as a youngster, it's, it, um, it, it can be tough. And it's going to take a little while for mm. a couple of these guys to find their feet in these conditions because they're so alien to what they're used to in New Zealand. But that said is, when Bangladesh come here to New Zealand and, and we, yeah. we bang them, knock them over in three days and send them packing, um, you know, yeah. there's plenty, there's not many excuses for them when they come here, so we've got mm-hmm. to be the same. We have to adapt, we have to get better, and we have to find a method, a game plan that's going to be mm-hmm. successful. And they would have talked about it, but now it's about action, mate. You know what it's like at, at the international level. They've so got to yeah. find a way that's going to be successful for them individually and as a batting group, I reckon.
3: Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point about the conditions as well, Mac, that you make. That... And we've got a text here that's come through while you've been on, on air with us. Morning, fellas. Bangladesh wickets aren't really a great advocate for T20 cricket. Low and slow. Ball turning from over one with the new ball. Bangladesh taking 15 overs to chase 60 against second string. Black cab side points to how tough it is to bat on these kinds of wickets, even for the home side. That is true. And some will say it's not great watching this this type of cricket. But this is... This is the challenges of playing around the world, isn't it, Maka? that you're going to face not just your own conditions where you can excel, but you need to find a way to excel on the road, and the game can serve up many different challenges, and Bangladesh just happens to be one of those.
0: Yeah, for sure, bears, and that's why cricket's so great, because no two countries have the same conditions, and that's why it's so difficult when you tour around, you get exposed if your skill set's not where it needs to be. I think it's a really fair point, mate, and it, I think probably both you boys would agree that T20 cricket's sort of about entertainment. So from that point of view, I don't think it was a good pitch. If that was a pitch for a test match, and obviously each side who plays at home wants conditions to favour the home side just a little bit, then I wouldn't have an issue, no problem at all. Because let's be honest, in New Zealand we have pitches that are generally green, have a little bit of pace and bounce that suit our seamers. So there's no issue with that if it was a test surface. But for a T20 surface... I think it just needs to be a a better conditions, better surface for everyone, and then the best skill set wins, and I don't know if that was completely the case last night. Obviously, Bangladesh, who do tend to be on the wrong side of results when they tour overseas, probably think, at home, this is our one chance to get some wins, to beat some opposition. We're going to load up conditions in our favour, and I think I read a comment this morning that that pitch was even tougher than what they played on during the Australian series. So... New Zealanders now know what they're going to be up against, the conditions they're going to face. Now they have to find um, some answers to the questions that were posed last night.
2: Nice, Becca. Great little insights, mate. Cheers for that just before we go, I want to ask you I'm teeing off today, two twenty four. have you had a game yet?
0: <laughs> I took the young fella out yesterday is. <laughs> yes. How'd first you go? Day, first, day, first day level three um oh it was so good walking around the links uh, it was a nice day down here in christchurch went okay um but it's tough there's no pins and you can't actually see on the green where the holes been cut so oh. you are playing a little bit blind so um yeah uh text me later if you want to know where the holes have been cut is that might save you a couple <laughs> of shots although the way the way your
2: wedge play is, I'm not sure that will be a factor, so maybe, maybe Oh, play. don't start, mate. Well, <laughs> I have been working on my wedges the last couple of days and I must say I'm I'm creaming it at the moment, mate. The the ball sound is absolutely flushing meadows, if I must say. So watch out once yeah. we get back to our Wednesday golf group, mate.
3: Is he do, <laughs> do, he do you remember do you remember the old <laughs> Do you remember the old ads where uh, the the dad was playing sport against the sun? And he was like, yeah, be in the goal. And doing like penalty shootout. And the son was in there. The dad was like smacking it as hard as he could in the top right-hand corner. And then just in the face of his son. That, my friend, yeah. is Macca and his boy Mitchell. Yeah. Macca just all <laughs> over him. All over him. Oh, yeah. The most competitive person I know, Craig McMillan, without a doubt. Is that I fair, can, Mac? Come mate,
2: on. I I can confirm that because uh, remember when we went to the Nets and you brought your son down to bowl gets here and you were absolutely pumping him. You were trying to smash him out of the park. Remember that?
0: <laughs> no, I don't remember that is. I'm not sure where you've got that from, to be honest, mate. Um, no, I can confirm. I, I, I did take the chocolates yesterday, boys. It was a tough match, but um put the youngster in his place, so it was a good day. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: oh that's why he was a wonderful batting coach for the black caps too ultra competitive in net sessions as well well Mac, we know you like a punt as well so we like to have our guests leave with something to celebrate when they leave the bazin breakfast show so Cranbourne race three today mate there's a horse called tinge so it's paying 650 and 240 wow. feel free feel free to have a little punt on your on your on your afternoon
0: well, Baz, I've got to say that I'm glad to hear that your tipping's improved. Because as let me tell you, during the cricket season, it wasn't flash at all. And Baz had the knack of picking the one donkey in the race when he was tipping a horse. So, um, and, and there wasn't much success in the commentary box. So, um, my fingers are crossed. I'll put something on it, and if it doesn't win, then perhaps I'm the caller. So we'll see how it goes.
2: <laughs> exactly. Is this Maybe Baz's you are tip the caller or the lion tamer. This is this
3: is Baz's stuff. <laughs> anyway, Macca, thanks oh, no, for joining us, no mate. Chance. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Have, a, thanks, have an boys. awesome time. And love to catch up with you again soon. Craig McMillan. Cheers, Mac. And that was a McCafe coffee catch up with Craig McMillan, of course, former Black Cap, also former Black Cap batting coach, and now Spark Sports League commentator throughout the summer. So, Craig McMillan, thanks for joining us. This is Baz for breakfast on SCNZ. It's 8.21 in the morning.
4: Bez
2: and Izzy are Country Clueless well well, well, well. Country Clueless. We haven't been here for a few few weeks and there's a reason why. <laughs> there is a reason why. We are right on top of things at home. It is lockdown. We can't play golf. We can't go to the pub. We can't do much. So, I don't know about you, Bears, but I'm looking out here. My lawns are lush. They are lush. And yes, Brian. Yes, Brian. I remember you. I remember you, Brian. Yes, I mowed my own lawns yesterday. I mowed my own lawns, <laughs> mate. We're level three here. So, I got my hands on a good mower and I was right on. So, yes, I'm looking outside. The pasture's looking green. The, the lawns are mowed. Everything's looking beautiful. Bears, bears, bears. I want to ask you this question, Bears. <laughs> you're going away. You're going away on Monday. You're going away, mate. What's gonna go on at the horse farm, mate? Talk me through. It. Who's looking after the horses? What's go- who's gonna who's gonna mow the lawns? Who's gonna upkeep the, the the section? You know what's going on. You got wow. you got some things well, in mate, place. when
3: you're a, when you're a good horse farmer, mate, you prepare for these times, okay? So you make sure that mm-hmm. you have your rotational grazing structure laid out so that it's very simple and easy to follow. Ensure that yep. your cattle are arriving at exactly the right time as the spring grass is starting to come through. You make sure your <laughs> fertilizer has been booked in so that it's going to drop at the exact moment where the grass needs Swift to grow, take eh? at its best. Swift grow, yep. And you ensure that the horses are in the paddocks where they're most comfortable. Is So I'm going to call upon, nice. well, I pretty much what I'll do is I'll, I'll leave like a, a dossier for lists and... Yeah. Riley and Mayer and Evie to be able to follow. And it's pretty easy. You just follow this and all mm. will be good. Group one champions will come from our farm if you follow <laughs> this plan. That's all. Okay? And the lawns will get cut by the old mate down the road. Hey, Rocky. Rocky yep. and his team. Great, great people. Nice. Here, Rocky and his team, the Hennessys. So they look after us when I'm away. So there we go. We've got our plan in see? place. You see, just see now Brian, it's about doesn't even mow his own lawns. Oh, hey, when I'm not here, it's hard to mow the lawns from Dubai, mate. I <laughs> get sand in the mower. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, beautiful, mate. There oh, you go. That's country clueless. List, or is it country what about clued list? up? Leave the dossier. Bu- this will be busy, though. You'll have a few jobs for this. What's she, what's she, what will she do for you while she's away? Well, she's busy
3: anyway. We've got three kids, you know, farm to run, animals to feed, businesses to... The wheels ticking over, off mate. You know, just keep the uh, keep the wolves at bay, so to speak. So, yes. no, she'll be busy. I'm looking looking forward to ensuring that she follows the exact plan that I have laid out. So there you go. Ah,
5: country clueless. I'm not gonna lie, Baz, controls.
2: Yesterday, I hit. Sorry, Baz, Yesterday hit the pool with the mast, so there's a wee dent at the bottom of the fence, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll fix that up.